Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. With the team not willing at all to trade him and Rodgers not retiring because he likes to play football, this has been the expected outcome. So my understanding is Aaron Rodgers has indicated to people close to him that he plans to play for the Packers this year. Now, the fact that general manager Brian Gutekunst, Mike, said just a couple minutes ago uh, that there is some that they are hopeful for a positive outcome. We are finally, finally seeing some optimism in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers moving forward. A big 24 hours to come. <laughs> and, and he shows up wearing an office T-shirt and like some Bret Hart sunglasses oh, from the early f- 1990s and flip-flops. He's the king. So, so he's him. back. He's got the slick back California hair, just like Judd Zolgad has. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely in charge. All of you people with a meaningless piece of paper saying you own the Packers, See? I'm going to tell you who owns the Packers. <laughs> Told you he was His coming name, back. Aaron Rodgers owns the Packers. Brett Favre wishes he could have been in control like this. Wait, here's a question. You're not allowed usually to have ownership stake in a team if you're a player. Right. If you're a Packers player, can you buy one of those $150 certificates and technically be a Packers shareholder? Like, what's preventing you from doing that? David Bakhtiari? Like, who's going to stop yeah, you from right. buying one of those things? <laughs> You know what? I, I wonder if it's not really like a percentage. Because, like, if you just own a piece of paper, which no, is. You, you don't actually own which, any. Which is just a scam. You probably can buy <laughs> as much as you want. I uh, own I five guess, pieces if, of paper. Yeah. <laughs> Screw um, you. Well, this is Mackie and Joe. We should start selling ownership certificates for Mackie and Judd. If you want to be an owner of Mackie and Judd, just write a $200 check to us. Me. Um, yeah, just we'll. You know, we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll figure out what to do with it, but uh, just we trust us. Trust I'll us. end up in jail for that little endorsement. <laughs> Mackie and uh, Judd daily, from Stillwater. <laughs> daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment, and we want titles. And part of that process is holding people accountable and praising people when it's due. As part of this Tuesday segment, who gets it and who doesn't? Our executive producer, Declan, right on the NFL Films music. Love it. I'd like to start you guys off here. I teased this yesterday. A who doesn't get it? Uh-oh. Is there a less inspiring owner of a professional sports team than Jim Polad? Oh, Glenn Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I mean, I, I didn't say I didn't say worse. I didn't say worse. Glenn Taylor's a worse owner. I said less inspiring. Glenn Taylor sits courtside in his flashy sweaters. He's like he, he cares. Like Glenn cares about winning and the Timberwolves. He's just like a bumbling sports owner idiot who doesn't know how to get out of his own way. Right? I mean, Craig Leopold. You know, we've sat we've sat in that. Oh, yeah. uh, we've been fortunate enough a couple times to sit in a company suite yeah. next to the Wild Ownership Suite. Yeah. He's He's sitting there just sweating every shift and banging his program oh, on yeah. the chairs. Yeah, no, Craig Craig gets it. Like, the moves on I was right, but he gets it. Yeah, and again, this is not a referendum on if he's a great owner, Craig Leopold or not. He's just like, he's engaged, mm-hmm. he's curious, he's passionate. The Wilfs will sit down there in the corridor of the stadium outside the locker room after a big game and, like, high-five all the yeah. players and the coaches and stuff, right? <laughs> Um, you got Steve Ballmer out in Los Angeles and Mark Cuban just having convulsions courtside during games. And then there's Jim Polad, the most indifferent human being that's ever walked the face of the earth and owned a sports franchise. 
These are uh, a couple snippets from the athletic Q&A with Jim. Just, hey, it's almost the trade deadline. This is a train wreck season. Although the, the questions were sort of, there was like six or seven sort of softball, like, so, like, how's the fan experience, right? Sort of buttering him up. And then we get to the heavy hitters, all right? Mm-hmm. The Athletic asks, as a fan yourself, Jim, what's your takeaway on how this season has gone for a team that had lofty expectations? What's your message to fellow disappointed fans, right? And, like, just to pause for a second, this is the most disappointing season in my life watching the Twins. Probably in Judd's life, like, in terms of expectations versus what's been delivered, this has been a colossal disappointment, right? And Jim says... Well, my message to fans would be it's one of those years. I'm not sure a whole lot has gone right for us, probably in mostly invisible ways. What, huh? Invisible ways. He he does add, I don't think there's any player that's playing up to their personal expectations. But uh, I'm not sure a whole lot has gone right for us, probably mostly in invisible ways. What are the? Oh no, it's visible. It's, it's visible. pretty visible, buddy. It's what are very the, visible. What are the invisible ways? What was the follow-up question? So, Jim, what are the invisible ways in which things have gone wrong? Because that's really the follow-up question. It was not. Okay. Unfortunately. I would love to know what he thinks is invisible. Everything is not only visible, but it makes you want to puke continually. So, yeah, it's visible. That's ridiculous. Well, are, are there, is he referring to, like, the COVID outbreak at the beginning of the season? Like, is he referring to injuries that, hey, if guys are out, it's sort of an invisible what? Uh, cloud? I mean, maybe, I don't know. but that, if he is, I don't know. he's lost me completely. Uh, here's another question. How much motivation is there to end the Twins' playoff losing streak, all right? 0-18 over the last 17 years. Mm-hmm. And that's not series, that's games. Baseball, a very 50-50 coin flippy sport, just like hockey. And they haven't won a playoff game since 2004. And Jim says, I don't put much into that. It's all, Let me stop you there. You should. Uh, it's a dubious record to hold, or a streak, or whatever you want to call it. But it will come to an end, and I don't think there's any underlying reason for it. This, you know what this gets back to, though? And, I mean, nothing changes here. It gets back to... Well, I guess, well, whatever. We'll just uh, we'll just try again next It's a year. lot. This is... Now, now, the context of what went wrong was different back then, but this is a lot like, was it 2016 when Chip Scoggins, you know, sat down with Jim and he's like, total system failure, just not really working out for us. Uh, it's too, too bad. We'll be back next... I mean, the... This is Jim, and yeah, I, I think, Phil, that, that you put it best a long time ago, and you've reiterated this since then, but he's just not curious. Like, he doesn't really have an interest in finding out the why, and, and it's just, I mean, it is just comes off like a hobby, and when it goes well, that's great, it's awesome, because I like to go to the games, and when it doesn't go well, it's just like, yeah, it's one of those years. Totally. Tax like, write-off. Think, you know, we still, I mean, this week I saw people you know, hitting us up on Twitter or on the YouTube comment section like, you guys have give Jim, g- given Jim poll out of pads. It's like I, there's some nuance in the way that I personally have talked about Jim. I have, when it comes to spending, like I have always been realistic. Like this is, this is not the NFL or the NBA where there's a salary cap structure, where there's a ton more revenue sharing. The Yankees and the Red Sox and some of the other big market teams, the Dodgers, are bringing in hundreds millions of dollars more than the Twins in some cases, TV deals. So, like, why don't the Twins go spend on this free agent? Because the Dodgers wanted him. Like, I don't rip the Twins for that. I rip them for stuff like this, the ownership group. Lack of curiosity, lack of passion. Like, how long do they let some of those Terry Ryan, Bill Smith front offices just languish behind the times for, like, six years? Like, oh, okay, I guess we should probably get an updated computer system or like you know it's like like they're 10 years behind the time guys dude we can find people in media guys okay (laughs) just don't worry about it so so i don't put much into the playoff losing streak it's a dubious record to hold or a streak or whatever you want to call it but it will come to an end and i don't think there's any underlying reason for it i've spent more years on this planet watching twins playoff losses than i've seen a playoff win almost 30 years old by by far. By far. Yes. Over and, half. Like, not even just like, oh, 51%. No, like, two-thirds of my life has been spent watching playoff losses. And by the way, 
Jim, your father oversaw, no matter what we think of your dad, um, not one, but two World Series championships. Like, your old man was the owner of a team that won two World Series. So somebody was doing something right. Bad. Like, like how, how do you see, how do you watch your dad buy this team, win two World Series, and now you're just like, we've lost 18 consecutive playoff games. Ah, oh, it's just too bad. Dude, Jim is the real-life incarnation of the shoulder shrug emoji on your phone. I will say this, though, uh, Phil, to the point about paying guys and not, and and I completely agree and get it. You know what? If the Yankees or Dodgers uh, or some years the Red Sox say that we're going to get a guy, they're going to probably get him. Uh, I will say that's going to change for me, though, if both Barrios and Buxton either walk and or both traded. At that point in time, I think we can get into a real discussion because when you have homegrown talent and you are willing to trade it because, oh, can't keep it, that there's some questions to be asked about that. That's very yep. di- that's very different than a uh, guy that plays for the Marlins who's going to get a huge contract from the Yankees, talks to the Twins, and they don't get him. Yeah, I, I, I will add to that point, too. Jim Polad oftentimes lies about payroll. Like if if it's all on the up and up and say listen we're we're always going to have like the tenth to twenty second payroll depending on where we are in terms of like rookie contracts and stuff we're not going to go above a certain point so yes we have if he were to say yes we have framework and we have limitations and we we tend to keep those hard lines internal but whenever he's asked about it and he was asked about payroll and in this article too and and he's always very vague and then when he's asked like do you ever mandate payroll restrictions he always says no. No, no, you do. Right. And I'm okay with that. Like, right. I understand it. You're not going to, I'm not going to expect you to take a $50 million loss on a baseball season. You're a businessman. I understand that. But don't lie. Don't say that, like, uh, you know, and, and even the front office, how we, going back to Terry Ryan and Derek Falvey will do this too. It's like, well, we're never, we're never turned down by ownership. That, that's not true either. You're telling me 13 years, $300 million for Bryce Harper. Like, you knew that that was going to be a no. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Don't lie. You don't have to lie about it. Oh, man. Anyways, who doesn't get it? Jim Jim Paulette. Who gets it? Who doesn't? All right. I'm going with a positive one here. It's mm-hmm. Phil. So negative. I'm going with a who gets it. <laughs> okay. Who gets it? And you know what? This is a perfect time to give a proper send-off to a guy who got it and did a fantastic job in two-plus years here, did everything that was asked of him, was on back-to-back AL Central Division Championship teams, which, of course, did not win a playoff game. But Nelson Cruz gets it. Like, Nelson Cruz did everything that you could have possibly asked for a guy to come in. And you know what? I mean, God bless him. He tried his hardest with Sano. Like, if you look at, at what he came in here and did immediately, especially what we saw firsthand in 2019, right? He worked... With Miguel a lot. He did. It might not have worked, but he tried. He was an older player who easily could have gotten by saying, well, I'm going to come in and, and try, but you know what? It, I'm here to lend a voice of, of leadership to the locker room. But, for, you know, he comes in and puts up enormous stats. Uh, was, as far as I was concerned, a pro's pro here. Nelson Cruz... I hope you win a World Series. You probably won't in Tampa, awesome. but I hope that you win a World Series. I hope that you have a great playoff. And and as far as expectations and all the guys who we have seen take contracts and sort of just be like, okay, I got my contract, or okay, I'll just play out the string, did a fantastic job. He deserves a ton of credit. Yeah, I, yeah I'm a race fan right now from now until the end of the season. Would love to see that guy get a ring. Um, he's got some postseason demons from – 10 years ago, botching a play in the outfield that uh, could have earned him a ring. So he's he's really, like, just become one of my favorite all-time Twins players. And not shocking because he is the greatest hitter in Twins history. Now he'll become the Mariners greatest hitter too. in Rays history. Yeah, yeah. Mariners yeah, fan. I don't, know. I don't know if you compare his OPS uh, to Martinez Ken Griffey Jr. And Griffey Ray. might have a higher one. Oh, Edgar I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to put, put him above those guys, too. No. I'm I'm just I'm right using now, statistical analysis. Nelson Cruz, I'm using statistical analysis in Ray's history too. Take you, that. You, you're just going off of your 50 year old drunken whims watching baseball. <laughs> yeah. I'm using statistical 51, analysis. 51, okay, okay, 51. <laughs> Clean it up. Get get the facts right. 
sorry. Speaking, so by, by the way, speaking of uh, of drunken and and whims, I just want to say, okay, PXG, you don't want to go there and uh, be drunk because you're gonna you're gonna fail to appreciate some of the great golf clubs that they have to offer. Uh, but I would recommend going out to PXG Minneapolis and finding yourself some of these Gen Four clubs, the best performing clubs PXG has ever made. Uh, this is a golfer's paradise. It's a mecca out there at Southdale Center. Uh, PXG.com slash Minneapolis if you want to peruse around and snoop on the internet. PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center. All right. Declan, who gets it, who doesn't? All right, I got a who gets it. Uh, it is one of the most plugged-in NHL reporters in the land. Elliot Friedman. Uh, on your on your Mount Rushmore of NHL plugged in reporters, you know maybe your Schefter, you can make a case. Might yeah. be the Schefter of the NHL. I think you can really make that case. Does he, he have sources? He's a sources tell me, and he, oh, yeah. he's more Canadian, so it's more about my sources tell me there. It's, he's got a thick yeah. Canadian accent. He's got great hair too. Great hair. Yeah, he has not shaved Long it. I think hair. since the pandemic, he was getting uh, he was getting he ragged on shaved. ESPN. He last finally week. shaved it off. I think. Yeah, uh, but he was on Sportsnet mm. in Calgary yesterday. Now, the Calgary Flames have nothing to do with the Minnesota Wild, but obviously NHL offseason is a go, so they were asking him about the Jack Eichel market. There's some, maybe a little Flames, pun intended, that he could be uh, winding up in Calgary. But the Calgary Flames host on Sportsnet asked him, who do, you, who do you think the favorite is to get Jack Eichel? And this is a, this is a minute long, but this is what uh, Elliot Friedman had to say. I think the team that really kind of wants him the most is uh, is Minnesota. Okay, But it's tricky, you know, um, you know, I I don't know if you read Scott Burnside's piece on the Athletic today, but it certainly hinted at that Scott was uh, was uh, entombed with them, I guess, in their uh, in their draft room, and um, you know, I I think that it sounds like they talked about it quite a bit. You know, the problem with Minnesota is they have those big cap hits for their for the space for where they bought out Suter and Parise, and you know, if they wanted to acquire, they they have the assets to acquire Eichel, they can do it. Um, I think the biggest thing is is that either Buffalo or someone else would have to take a player or two off their cap so that they could make it work. But, you know, right from the beginning, you know, people have always said to me, you know, the Rangers are an obvious one, mm-hmm. but Minnesota, people have always said that Minnesota likes it and would love to do it. It's just a really tricky deal. Ooh. So Elliot Friedman. Coming in red hot, and that's and uh, you know th- that's that's like orange to red level speculation for Friedman. He's not just throwing that out there like like Judd and I do, and we we throw out our crazy trade ideas on Judd's hockey show. Mm-hmm. But th- th- that is some serious serious speculation from Elliot Friedman here, and I and I do think a trade could possibly go down pretty soon. Scott Burnside uh, from the Athletics sat in the Wild's draft war room over four days over the weekend and detailed what it was like and. They were going over possibilities with Jack Eichel with medical evaluations, and there was players on boards that they could possibly move. Obviously, they were not named, but I, I do think that this is percolating to Jack Eichel winding up with the Minnesota Wild, and Elliot Friedman absolutely gets it. Wow. So, so you're he, saying he get he gets the reckless speculation He gets lifestyle. the lifestyle. He gets oh, how this works. He knows that the Wild are a player <laughs> he away. He sets the tone he for does. reckless speculation. So if they're going to do that, they'll probably have to, be, because they've got to, they have to get players out then. So they would probably try and stick them with Rask and maybe somebody oh, else. Fantastic. But I don't know if Buffalo would take that. that that's, why, that's why he's being cautious, though. The tricky part is what would Buffalo take back? Uh, well, how long is Rask's contract right now, and what what does he make? Do you, do you know off the top of your head? Four million for this year, and I I believe there's a couple years left. I don't I know. I think there's two I'm years not. left of four. But see, Buffalo, if they made this trade, and they're always rebuilding, they've been rebuilding for twenty they're years. A, but like, yeah, they're a mess right now. But it, but if they made this trade, they could, you know, they're not going to win for a couple years anyways, minimum. So they would, they, I think they'd be willing to take on like a two or a three year like a Rask contract or something if they're getting all these younger assets. So. Mm-hmm. But I think it's possible. They'll probably want more assets for that, though. So, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, the Wild Wild did trade up. Reckless speculation. Trade up to take a goalie, right, on Friday. Yep. They took a goaltender they, in the NHL draft, which is rare. Oh, they'd send him Capo in a heartbeat. Well, maybe. Maybe they they're, they're going to want maybe. Boldy. They're going to want Rossi. I'm t- I'm t- I guarantee you they are asking for more than we think. Maybe they took that goaltender with the thought that Buffalo could be getting a nice prospect goaltender at 20th overall that they can build around in a few years. So maybe just there's op- there's options out there. I told you guys I'm out. There's options out there. I'm not doing it.
Okay, I know fun well, places. Gonna, I'm not doing it. The fun you're places. You have to reconcile reconcile those thoughts when Jack Eichel is wearing a wild sweater in March after he recovers from surgery, but <laughs> just in time for the playoff Love stretch. It. All right, who who doesn't get it? I'm being I'm being doubly negative here today. Madden twenty two <laughs> doesn't get it. Here are the top ten wide receivers as graded by their Madden scores for Madden twenty two. <laughs> Devontae Adams. 99 rating, DeAndre Hopkins, 98 rating, Tyreek Hill, 98 rating, Stefan Diggs, 97 rating, Julio Jones is like 32, oh, 95 rating. Just reputation, man. It's all reputation. My, Michael Thomas, 94 overall rating. Keenan Allen, he's fine, 93 overall rating. Amari Cooper, 92 overall rating. Mike Evans, 91 overall rating. And Allen Robinson, a 90 overall rating. No Justin Jefferson. You forgot Justin Jefferson at five on the list. <laughs> no, that would be Julio Jones, who's 53 years old now. He's not older than me, and I'm still good, so. Uh, I just, you know, listen, I, I think by the end of the year, whether it's Madden, whether it's PFF, whatever the ranking system is, fantasy football, barring an injury, I think Justin Jefferson will be bonafide top five wide receiver in the NFL. And I think this is, I actually kind of like the shade that's being thrown at him. This is like the third ranking list that's come out where he's been, you know, either left off or too low or whatever. And I think he's the type of dude that uses that as positive fuel, which can be cliche, right? Like whiteboard material. No, I, I actually think he's the type of guy that can, uh, can use this in a positive way. So bring on more snubs before the season. If it helps Justin Jefferson, Go off again in the second Sleep year. on him. That's awesome. Just keep thinking, ah, it, it was a good first year, but nah, you know what? He's he's good, but not great. Keep saying that. Yeah. All right, who gets it? Who doesn't? Who Judge. doesn't? Who doesn't? Our old friend out east now, Chuck Fletcher. Oh. I just got to go oh. through with what Chuck has done in Rami. the past week. Rami, no. I thought he was going to say Rami. No, no, no. I mean, he doesn't get it on the stadium front, but he's so hopeless, I don't, sure. I'm not going to bring him up. Really so Chuck Fletcher, our <laughs> old friend, who, by the way, is making waves, some of them positive, with the Flyers because he is acquiring talent. He's acquiring known commodities. So what's Chuck giving up The Flyer fans aren't thinking about? Just like Wild fans didn't think about, he's giving up the team's future. In the past week, he has, he traded two second-round picks, a seventh-round pick, okay, and the 13th pick in this year's draft in trades to land known commodities to attempt to win now. Now, if you're in Philadelphia, you're like, oh, this is awesome. You're bringing in talent, and who cares about draft picks? Well, let me tell you, kids in Philadelphia, I know you hate me already, but that's okay. But I once thought the same thing that you did. Oh, man, deadline trade. This is fantastic. The Wilds are going to make a Stanley Cup run. And the next thing you know, you go into a draft literally with like three picks in the whole damn draft, okay? (laughs) So who doesn't get it? Who hasn't learned their lesson? Chuck Fletcher. Mortgaging your future. And by the way, by doing so, cheap contracts is how you get fired. And Chuck did not learn that lesson here. And it's clear he is not learning it in Philadelphia. Yeah. The good news is if he gets fired, Burnsville Heating and Air is hiring for all different types of expertise. Heck or yeah. if you, you can be an apprentice or you can be a finisher wherever you are when it comes to new construction sites and uh, HVAC installation. They will train you on the job. They're they're giving up to $2,000 sign-on bonuses, full-time year-round work with lots of overtime opportunities. And even if you don't live anywhere near Burnsville, that doesn't matter. They'll find work sites within 10 to 20 minutes of your home. So it's convenient for you. If you would like full-time employment, if you're a GM of a hockey team that's worried about his job status and you just want a backup plan, BurnsvilleHeating.com, click careers. BurnsvilleHeating.com, click careers. Uh, One of these times it might work for Chuck, though, where he just mortgages all of the future and finally stumbles into a Stanley Stanley Cup Cup championship. I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But have fun with that, Flyer fans. You guys in Philly deserve the, only the best. The Chuck Fletcher playbook. Mortgage the and future, like bring in known commodities, sign them until they're 39 years well, old. Salinan's okay, but... Rasmus for Salinan is not worth three draft no. picks, and especially the 13th overall pick. No, and people are like, all, that, all excited about that. Remember I said Buffalo was dumb last week for making trades? Like, like they, 
Now Buffalo looks like a genius. They got rat. They, they yeah. gave up Rasmus for, for three G- legitimate they, picks. The Buffalo GM is not the fool that the past ones were. All right, Tim I, Murray, who was who was Fletch's favorite guy to trade. Every time Fletch wanted to make a trade, he'd call Buffalo. He'd call Tim Murray, and they'd work out some godforsaken Chris deal. Stewart for a first round pick. Yeah, it happened a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, who gets it? Who doesn't? Mm. Back to Declan. Mm. All right, I got another who gets it. And it's uh, Vikings defensive back Pat Peterson. Patrick Peterson seems like a media darling. The dude just it, it seems like a smart guy. He's got his own his own podcast. He's obviously a very, very successful cornerback. Maybe not Hall of Fame, but at one time, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And he looks like he's going to be a very influential uh, person in the locker room for the Vikings. And then the other day, actually yesterday, I should say, he was asked if Chandler Jones, his former teammate in Arizona, who has requested a trade and wants out, he was asked if he'd welcome Chandler Jones on the Vikings. And Pat P said, no doubt about it. Chandler Jones, a defensive end. You could fill in that need on the other side of Daniil Hunter. And Patrick Peterson just continues to speak the truth, whether it's things on the field or off the field. And I admire him. So I think Patrick Peterson... He absolutely gets it. Okay, so Chandler Jones, he's now 31 years old. Uh, at one point was one of the best defensive linemen mm-hmm. really in the NFL. Maybe even as recently as 2019. His production did drop off. He, uh, he was banged up last year too, if I'm not mistaken. Um I think the question is, what would the asking price be? I've not looked at his contract. The Vikings do have some cap space, but they are looking for a more solidified option on the other side of the defensive line. I'll tell you, if they wind up bringing in Chandler Jones, then maybe the salary cap is fake, Judd. Maybe it is fake. Maybe Kirk <laughs> Cousins' contract is just like this don't, weird, don't, magical, don't invisible I saw these tweets thing. this weekend. I saw tweets saying, yeah, you guys all said they can't sign. How many times do we have to explain this? Like, it's not that hard. Look at the contracts. And by the way, this is a credit to the Vikings. The Vikings got a lot of reasonable deals. Like, like our whole point has been you don't, you can't sign the Joe Thunies. Like, it's never been like Patrick Peterson on a one-year deal. No, don't do that. Yeah, or the or the Carl Lawson's. Uh, like, they wanted those guys, yes. and they whiffed on those guys. But, I mean, that's, but them, that's yeah. been and, – and, like, I'm not trying to fight about this, but it's like there are things you can and can't do. And the Vikings signed a bunch of guys to what could be. I should make that clear because we don't know for sure. Like, Pat P might be cooked, hopefully, for the Vikings and for the fan base. He's not. Um, but you signed a bunch of guys to very team-friendly contracts, which is great if they if they work. Um, Chandler Jones things intrigues me a lot. I guess here's my question. Are they going to be asking for, like, if it's going to be like a second-round pick again, I'm probably passing on that. If it's going to be a mid really? Yeah, if it's going to be like a mid-round pick, we can start talking about that. I I mean, 31. um, Can you tell me, PFF-wise, what his his grade against the run game is as well, Phil? Because that's the Ngakwe thing that we ignored completely. Yeah, he was so last year again. He he was kind of banged up. I I I haven't done a full dive on this, sure. but he only played 280 snaps last year, and he had one of the lowest tackling grades in the See? entire league. Okay, that's a the, but the but the year before that, as a pass rusher, he had 19 sacks and 75 total pressures. Yeah, the, yeah, but the issue to go back to Ngakwe as well was, was the fact that this defense needs guys that will at least try against the run. Like, if you were going to sell out to sack the quarterback, Zimmer, you're going to have problems here. Well, it, but if but if Tomlinson and Pierce are in the in the middle there, then I you can you can sacrifice a little bit on on, on the end. A little bit, but you can't be but you can't have right. a guy who's bad. But I don't and I don't, but I don't think that line's going to be a sieve with you know Armin Watts and whoever the hell else was on it last year. Like it's going to be a little bit better. Than, I'm just saying, than other guys. I'm just saying, let's learn something. Okay, Andre. Patterson. Let's learn something from Ngakwe. When you're a when you're a football guy like I am, a football <laughs> football guy who's going to be spending days in the heat and the sun, it, watching practice and making evaluations, I just don't go willy nilly because of a name. I am a student. Of this game okay, of he, here's the good news. And I just gave Phil time to look something up. Okay, go ahead. His contract, you did. <laughs> Professional move by Judd. Um, his cap up. hit is $20 million, which is bad news in 2021. But but he's a free agent after the year. Mm-hmm. So you could probably do something. You could restructure that thing. And they've done this with a couple contracts where they, 
They'll put some dead cap in future years, like voidable years, as right. they're called. So you could rework this to fit under this year's cap. His base salary is fifteen million. So you'd have to you'd have to figure this out. But like, I would give up a second round pick for that. I think the question is, who do you trust more, DJ Wanham or Chandler Jones? Like every flaw that you could point out for Chandler Jones, you could also find in all of the other candidates who are going to maybe Even play Weatherly, right who's end, probably going to get the first chance to start at right end. I'll take oh. Chandler Jones. First okay. Well, I'd, I'd rather have Jones, but I, I, I'd probably start at a third round pick. I just don't want to give up a second round pick again. Those first two That's picks. Split, are, like, look, what's what those the first hair two that picks you're splitting, very, though? Like, the, those you're literally splitting like yes, this I'm weird hair. A, yes, yes, I am. It's an important <laughs> pick. Second round, you don't want to not have a second round pick again. Yeah, you could get another Toby Gerhardt with that second round pick. It'd be great. <sighs> there have been some good second round picks, okay? Tavares Jackson? Yeah. No, he was awesome. awesome. No, he was the end of the first round. What are you talking about, right? Oh no, second round. T-Jack? Yeah, he was the he was the end of the second round. That's right, because it was the Pittsburgh Steelers pick. That's right. Dex, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, Dex, I got I got to jump in for who doesn't get it. it, it there's semi breaking news that it only adds to my who doesn't get it. Nice. So I was going to come in here today with who doesn't get it. And it was the Chicago Blackhawks. So yesterday, the Blackhawks ended up not tendering a contract to a pretty decent rookie. Um. And I, I was kind of confused by it because I figured that this would be someone that the Wild could uh, could absolutely target. And I don't really understand what Chicago's trying to do here either. And now adding to this flame, just five minutes ago, the Chicago Blackhawks are acquiring Marc-Andre Fleury. Mm-hmm. That's been rumored. And apparently nothing is going back to the Golden Knights. So maybe it's not even that the Blackhawks don't get it. What the hell is Vegas doing? Uh, it's shedding salary. They, so they literally just said, here's the Vesna winning goaltender, yes, and you can have them for free? Yes, they're gifting him. I think you're overvaluing goaltending, but that's a debate for another show. Yeah, Phil, Maggie and Judge. Phil just called the, called the Hawks and said, when, I'll volunteer to play goal for you all next season. When the worst starting goalies in the NHL are also saving like 91% of shots. Well, eh. but look at the... Um, contracts of the two guys that the Golden Knights had in goal. Well, yeah, one of them had to go. One of them, exactly. And they had to get, and I think they're banking on Flurry finally, and they might be wrong, completely declining, and they just wanted to get rid of the contract. Uh, they're getting some minor leaguer, Mikhail yeah. Hackerinen. No, no. Yeah, I'm telling you. That is. They're giving him away what to try and create happening? cap room. <laughs> It's kind of uh, I thought you were going in a different direction with the Blackhawks because they definitely don't get it. In oh a, my god! In a whole well, other area. Yes, they do. Well, you know what? Not, that yeah, that leads to, in, in fact, in fact, off that point, the don't get it. <laughs> the National Hockey League. So the Montreal Canadiens. So I, I forget the kid's name. But, I love how this has just turned into like uh, you guys bitching about <laughs> hockey. Right no, now. no, but no, but, but this is a societal problem that I'm about to bring up. So hockey? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> shut up. So the Montreal Canadiens. There's a there was a kid who was couldn't play in his Canadian Junior League this past year because they didn't play because of COVID. So he went to Europe to play. Um, was involved in a and you know he's a kid sexual act with a girl, but he he filmed it and like sent it to teammates unbeknownst to her. So like this is a just a not a good thing. And what happened was he got in trouble, which is he should have. And he put out the message then before the draft. Don't draft me. I got to grow up. I got to get my yeah. head on straight. Oh, I think I think he said, I'm seeking counseling. I don't know. But he basically said, don't draft me. It's a seven-round draft. Don't draft me. The Montreal Canadiens take him at the end of the first round. Yeah. On top of what you just brought up, Phil, which is the Blackhawks and the fact that what? An assistant video coach now 10 years ago was was – sexually abusing a player or players multiple. Um, this sport has so much room for growth in just human areas. Like, forget the sport itself. But, I mean, when you see stuff like that, and what is Montreal doing drafting that kid with this Blackhawk story there? There have been, you know, stories through the years in juniors that would absolutely, that absolutely are horrifying when it comes yeah. to uh, parents trusting their kids and the kids being sexually abused. It's just, come on. Yeah, it's because winning and money and like the machine never stops and teams just assume that we'll just plow through this and we'll just keep going and 
Don't worry about it. This will all blow over. Look right? like you That's care, the right? Thought. Look like you yeah, at least they... like at least look like you care. It's all performative. It's all performative, though. Like even if they no, I know F- like football same way. You're you're right, but but no. I'm just saying like just at least pretend like you care. When a kid or says, actual, or actually care. Well, sure, like, but I mean, when a kid says, "Don't draft me," and he is accused and did what he did, and the league does not step in and say, "You know what? No one's taking him." Like it's not that hard. Just step in. No. Anyway, uh, you should just be able to remove yourself from eligibility, I guess. But, anyways, that's who gets it, who doesn't. Mackie and Judd. Um, also powered by our friends at Federated. Federated Mutual Insurance Company has been around since the early 1900s. They get it. They absolutely get it when it comes to your business, risk management, all the tools and resources that they've been offering up. You can find a full list of industries Federated works with and protects at federatedinsurance.com. If you're a business owner, you're just looking to sleep better at night, looking for frontline protection, looking for updated policies, because so many things have changed over the last couple of years. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment. All we want are titles. Yep. That's all we care about here. Yep. Just titles. And uh, one of the ways that you can take steps toward winning titles is to maximize the trades that you have with other teams, right? Like mm-hmm. the Minnesota Twins, a big week for the Twins. Trying to figure out if they have uh, if they have pieces they can trade to get players that can help them start a new window maybe in 2023 or if they're going to hold on to some of these guys long term or at least through next year. Let's just go through, boys, the latest Twins trade reports and rumors. We did this yesterday, but even since we did the show yesterday, so many new things. Judd was texting us some insiding, and you can decide how much Hi. you want to bring up. On today's show? I think he was pulling our leg. Oh, I was pulling your leg on that Yeah, part. he was being. And that's not nice when I am two tequilas in. That's and not. And I'm wrapping up my evening. You can't You can't be texting me <laughs> that a prominent Twins player is close to being moved oh, as I'm getting no, ready for bed. Oh, no, I was joking about that's that. That's not funny. I was joking about that. We are in trade that. deadline season. You can't be, you you can't know be floating what? out I those rumors. I was five surlies in and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> All right, so, that, so that thing days. about uh, Josh Donaldson for five top ten prospects. Yeah, that was not was, real. Uh, that was not real. Sorry, sorry, Dax. Yeah, Dex, you're going to want to delete those tweets. Yeah. Um, all right, let's start with this one. Byron Buxton says he wants to be a twin forever for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you the quote here, but as I read the quote, the unspoken part here is, "Hey, I want to be a, I want to be a twin. Totally want to be a twin. Love the twins. They're amazing." It's unfortunate though that we can't find some common ground uh, financially, right? So he wants to be a twin, but for more than eighty million dollars. And by the way, like. I think he'll get more than that on the open market in a year and a half. So he said, everyone knows I want to be here. It's just one of those things. We didn't come to an agreement, but it's not the first time it's happened. We've been in numerous conversations before, and it's not the end. You never know how many more chances they have to communicate with each other, meaning his agent and the twins. So it's just one of those things where, like I said, it's unfortunate this time, but I'm here with the twins. I'm under contract with the twins next year, and hopefully I'm with the twins to end my career. It's unfortunate. At the moment. So how do you sort of read between the lines? It's like he's saying two different things, right? He's saying, I want to be a twin, but then he's also saying, it's really unfortunate that they don't want to pay me what I think I am worth. And I and I mostly side with him so far because I think $11 million a year is way too low for a guy, even though he's hurt all the time. Right. Um, he's more valuable than that. He's more valuable than what Miguel Sano is making. Let's, let's put it that you way. You think? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there, there's two sides to... Buxton, and I've seen them both. So when Byron's like calm and talking, because he's a smart kid or a smart guy, um, there's that side, which clearly, and I, I didn't see these quotes in person yesterday, but he was clearly, you know, had time to think about what he was going to say. Uh, and I think he does, and Dukes has re- reported this. I think he likes his teammates. Like, I think he, I think he likes the guys in the clubhouse. The other side to Buck that we've also seen, and the one that I absolutely like the most, is is the guy who who was upset after they after the team manipulated his service time a couple of years ago. And if you recall, he came in for a charity event, like a hospital, and I think maybe Channel Five caught up with him, and he was PO'd. Like you could tell, he was clearly miffed and he was upset. Mm-hmm. And that Buck was that Buck had an edge to him that. 
I think you probably see when he's competing and Mm -hmm. that you definitely saw there. And that's the Byron Buxton that I think probably is the one who says I'm probably I'm gone. So like I, he's smart enough to know that if he goes off half cocked, it's going to create headlines and a lot of, and it's going to create controversy. And I don't think, I don't think that's the best thing for him. So I think what we are reading this morning is sort of a calculated smart guy who's just like, yeah, I like my teammates, which he does. Um, I'm not going to talk a lot about the team itself. I'm not going to talk about the people who manipulated my service time. And I'm going to come off like a good guy, which I think Byron is. Uh, That being said, I think the other guy when they screwed him basically, and now, and now they're coming back and insulting him. I think that guy's gone. So on that Barrios front, here's the latest. According to John Morosi, MLB Network, the Twins are discussing Barrios with multiple teams, including the Padres and the Dodgers. And then according to SNY's Andy Martino, the Mets are not one of the clubs in the discussion for Barrios right now. But the Dodgers and the Padres might be the two best teams in baseball. They're fighting in this. Well, the Giants have a better record, actually. But I think when it's all said and done, that Padres lineup, um, they just made a, I think they just acquired Adam Frazier, too. They did. So if you can get the Padres and the Dodgers in a bidding war, yep. I don't know what, like, it really sucks to lose Jose Barrios because he is the best starting pitcher you've had since Johan Santana. He's in his prime. He's durable. Ideally, you'd lock him up to a long-term extension, and he'd, he'd be here for, like, five more years. But just read his quotes. Like, he doesn't want to be here. He's mad about the arbitration standoff. I think he's mad about a few different things, and he wants to hit free agency. And so if you can get a bidding war between the Padres and the Dodgers this week, it probably rules you out from contending in 2022, but you almost have no choice. I don't, I don't know if there's another path here. What have the Twins done in in the case of Barrios or Buxton to ever make them happy? Like, what have they done? What's the move that would make you say, you know what? I, I not only like my teammates, but I feel loyalty to this franchise. Yeah, well, I, so you're talking about some of the contractual things. I'm talking that, about that arbitration. I'm service talking about time service time. I'm talking about I, I'm hard-pressed to think of one thing. Uh, where they have truly gone out of their way, and and then plus because as Dukes, you know, has essentially reported for now three years or something like that, you know, how many times have they gone to the agents for both players and essentially lowballed them with team friendly contracts? Yeah. Like like if they had well, gone if they had gone to Brios or Buxton three or four years back and said we want to eat up your arbitration years and your first two years of free agency. And by the way, we're going to make it worth their while. Like we're going to give you a contract that doesn't necessarily break the bank, but it's it's a really fair good contract. I think they both signed at the time. You you brought up the arbitration thing, and I just I pulled up the figures here from February 2020. Yep. So when we talk about Barrios having a bad taste in his mouth with it, with the organization, and yeah, I like pulling him after five innings of a playoff game, that type of stuff definitely would I mean, that's not going to ruin a relationship, but this type of thing could. So remember this. This is from um, a write-up in early February 2020, MLB trade rumors. The Twins have won their arbitration hearing against Jose Barrios. So baseball is so weird in that there's a three-year period where you're eligible for arbitration, and then you and your agent can file what you think you should make, and then the team files a number what they think you should make, and it's all based on like previous track records and history and like very rarely does the player come in at 20 million and the team comes in at 2 million like there it's always all a reasonable amount of money like sometimes once you get to like second third year of arbitration maybe there's like a 5 million dollar gap or something and then you have to go to a hearing and the judge decides which of the two um the gap was less than $400,000 so Barrios filed for $4.4 million. I think I deserve $4.4 million this year. This whole system is stupid, but this is the system. Mm-hmm. The, so 4.4. The twins said, we think you're worth $4.025 million. And ordinarily, you would just split the difference, and it would just be $4.2 million. Cool, both sides agree. But Barrios and his camp said, no, we think we're worth $4.4. And instead of the twins just saying, all right, that's fair. That's not that much of a gap. That's fair. 
they decided to take it to an arbitration hearing where in that hearing you literally have to sit there and denigrate. Like you have to sit there and explain why you think he's not worth what he's asking for. Now the Twins and other teams might say this is procedural. This is about precedent. You can't just say yes to every filing that one of your players has because then agents are going to take advantage. Oh, well, the Twins say yes to everything, right? So I, I understand like. There is a business side of this where you're you have to try and suppress cost to some extent, but like that's a four hundred thousand dollar gap on a one hundred twenty million dollar payroll for an organization that brings in like three hundred million dollars or two hundred fifty million dollars in revenue. And if you think about the potential relationships that you want to go out of your way to preserve, he's one of them. But yeah. like I can yes. think of a lot of guys. Who I would, who I will go across the street tomorrow and denigrate and say you're terrible and don't deserve this. Jose Brios, not one of those players. Yeah, this is where. So we talked about Jim Polad in the who gets it, who doesn't portion of the show today. You know, this is where an engaged, enthusiastic, helpful owner yeah, would, step in. would come in and say, "Guys, is it? I mean, there's some players that we should probably fight." against you know if a middle reliever is out of his lane when it comes to how much he thinks he should make like all right if tyler duffy wants to play hardball let's all right i guess we'll play hardball jose barrios a guy that you drafted in the first round a guy that you've developed a guy that's been your number one starter and you're gonna play hardball over four hundred thousand dollars and you're a 265 million dollar revenue entity that looks terrible and that's the type of thing when Barrio sits here and says to the Star Tribune last week, hey, it's been seven years, and my agent and I and my family have been waiting to hit free agency to see what the market like, – and he flat out said, the Twins can offer whatever they want to offer. Like, we'll see. But, you know, <laughs> we're not going to give them a discount. They didn't give me – they certainly didn't give me the benefit of the doubt financially, and they didn't – you know, they wanted, they wanted to save $400,000. Well, they're not going to save anything. When we have to talk about, you know, signing me through my prime. So, yeah. So the the one thing that could uh, throw a bit of a fly in the ointment for Friday on Barrios is I, I saw that the Nationals now have basically called teams and said, we are selling everybody is available except for Soto, which means Scherzer's out there now. Yeah. And so that's, and I think I saw a report that the Mets were going to pursue him uh, as well. But if the Padres and Dodgers get, get involved, he becomes the biggest fish to fry. So, because I think Brios is, I believe he would be the best pitcher on the open market at the deadline or on the market at the deadline if Scherzer's not available. But since Scherzer's going to be, it probably, it certainly starts with Scherzer and Brios is now the second guy, which does not mean that, that you still couldn't get a good trade. It's just that you're not as important as you were a couple of days ago when Washington hadn't decided if they were going to be sellers. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys want some more here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the OG of baseball insiding here, Peter Gammons chimes oh, in. Oh, wow. That's it's good to hear from Peter. He's tweeting. So Peter Gammons good. says, an American League general manager thinks one of the Minnesota Twins' most interesting trade ships is Max Kepler, whose name has been linked to the Yankees. He's a really good player, says the GM. It's a good time to go get him. He's been playing a lot better. He had the walk-off hit last night. <laughs> um. I'll throw a couple more out here, and then we can kick these around. So Taylor Rogers exited the game last night with what I believe is being called a middle finger strain. Yep. So, so he's getting more examination today. Correct. Michael Pineda said he wants to be with the Twins long term. Quote, this is my home. I want to stay here. I think because he's 32 and he's going to be a free agent, then they would they would trade him for something and then just sign him back Correct. in three months if they wanted him back. Yep. So the Kepler thing picking up steam is interesting. The fact that that's a conversation at this deadline, I thought that would be more of like an off-season conversation to unclog the logjam. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if the Yankees want to give you something for the last few years of that contract, I just I don't buy him as a, as a great everyday player anymore. He had the one big year in 2019. If you can capitalize on him being hot for the last month and get something of substance, I don't – maybe I'm wrong – I don't think Max Kepler is going to come back to haunt you like Byron Buxton would if you traded him somewhere. Yeah, and I, I think Kepler probably, I think there's a much better chance now that Kepler gets traded by Friday than Buxton. I think Buxton's here think he's into here. the winter. Now, I think he could be traded then. That's certainly a possibility. 
Uh, but if if Kepler can get you something, considering he's a corner outfielder, and he's a good player, but certainly not great, and he's streaky as hell at times, and I, I think we still don't know who he is. Like, I think he could come back and be good, but I don't think he's going to be great. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they move him because I think they've got the potential replacements. The guy that I would like to know if you could get something uh, for him or just get rid of the contract is Donaldson because he's a professional enough player that I think he could help a team in the race. Like, like he's yeah. not, a, he can't really run right now, but that's not his forte. So if you could move that contract, because I think if you move that contract, it much more opens you up to go back to Buxton. Mm-hmm. So if you keep Buxton, trade Barrios, dump off Donaldson for almost nothing, but get the team to take the majority of, if not all, of his contract, I think you're now in a position to at least make one final decent and not insulting being the keyword run at trying to keep Buxton, which I would still do. I believe Heyman yeah. also tweeted yesterday that Brewers did check on it in on him again. He'd help him, uh, but yeah, it's it's more of the salary retain. You know, can the can the can the can the yeah. Twins shed that salary and not take as big of a return for a guy who's battled injuries for the majority of his career? So uh, that's the latest reckless speculation. Twins trade rumors don't, and a Friday deadline. Don't sleep on the Rogers storyline though. Um, if he disappears. As a trade possibility, that's a pretty big deal. It is. You could probably still trade him in the offseason, but you get less right. for him. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's also, I know that the deadline brings the best offers out in teams. And so it's harder to trade guys in May and June. But like, when you have like eight guys that you're potentially looking to trade, which the you can make a case the Twins have like seven or eight guys mm-hmm. Kepler, Buxton, Barrios, Pineda. Donaldson, you know, like there's a pretty big list here. Andrelton Simmons. This is why when you know that you're a seller, if there's any way you can start trading off some of these pieces earlier before they have injury issues, you know, it's bad luck. And I'm not saying that you can, you know, but we talked about this in June, Phil, like we talked about this very thing, trade off some of the pieces. Why, Why Andrelton Simmons is still on this team right now makes zero sense to me. You think he'll still be on the team in a week? I think there's a better chance now. Yes, which I don't like, but I do too. But I, I mean, think, the, I don't think anyone's going to. The give Cincinnati you Reds would have given you a little something in June. Why didn't you take it? Uh, I don't know, but we'll we'll keep you guys posted throughout. The, this is probably the last week where the Twins are going to be interesting until the off season, unfortunately. But these Twins conversations have been presented by Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. It is riding season. If you like to get out, I mean, it's it's a sweltering one today in the Twin Cities. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely be careful if you're out there riding, but whatever you ride, you'll find what you need. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock clothing and helmets as well. And if you order by 8 PM, Denniskirk.com ships the same day and shipping is free for orders over $89. When the open road calls head to Denniskirk.com. All right. Every Tuesday, Declan tries to stump us random season recall here on Mackie and Judd, where he goes back into the archives, pulls random teams, and we have to basically answer a bunch of questions about them. And we've been very good, I think, the last three or four weeks. You've been very Nailing the records. Did the Wild, did the second season of the Wild? Yeah, he did the second one. And we did okay. Not not bad. Except for captains. Except for captains. But that's okay. It would take an encyclopedia. I sucked at the captains. All right, this week's edition. Yeah. The 2013 Minnesota Vikings. Okay. So we'll start with this one, the ones you've been nailing Record. with every team. How many wins did the 2013 Minnesota Vikings have? How many wins? Okay, right, Judd. So, so, the two, so the 2011 team was the 3-13 season. I have, I got this one. I, I know. This is the Leslie Frazier era. Yeah. And I can tell you that Leslie Frazier went 3 he went three and thirteen, ten and six, and five ten and one in his three seasons, and this was his last season, right? Yeah, was, was this the tie at Green Bay? I think so. Okay. Yeah, where uh, did, did okay. the Packers start? Did they start someone other than Rodgers in that game? Yeah, was it Tolzien? It was Ponder versus like Tolzien oh, or something. God. Yeah, yeah, because I think Rodgers was hurt. Yes, yeah, so five ten and one. I'll, I'll, five ten I'm and right one. Final answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
on the nose, 5, 10, and 1. Boom. On yes. the nose, 5, I, 10, and 1. Let's get it. I feel cocky. <laughs> Come on, Dex. Okay. Bring it on. You ain't so bad. You ain't so tough. <laughs> the questions ain't so bad. So, 20, so bad ain't nothing. 2013 was the infamous Josh Freeman game. Yep. What oh, was Josh man. Freeman's completion percentage in that Giants game? <laughs> Oh, God. I'll give you within. I'm I'll give just, you, I'm, I'm, this is for math only. Okay, yep, math okay. only here. And I'll give you within a five. I'll give you within a five percent window. So didn't he go like it was like he threw like fifty passes or something? It was like eighteen for fifty or something. Yeah, ridiculous, it was ridiculous. Right? Yes. Yeah, he did. I think he did throw fifty. I remember watching that game in the studio. <laughs> I'm gonna say it was like thirty five percent. Unless Judd has any. And within what? I don't think it was below 30. I said within five. Okay, that's fine then. Yep. 35. 35%. 35%. Yeah! 37. 37%. He was 20 of 53. That's a win. 20 I was going to say 36%. How do you make your first start be that horse bleep and be allowed God. to throw 50? I, I mean, that, I so that's bizarro that. zim right there. I was there. so pumped. <laughs> that's the bizarro that zim. You have no idea how pumped no, they, I was for that trade. They just signed him, right? Or they, I don't remember. Tampa Bay released yeah, him. They loved, the Vikings yeah. loved him coming out of Kansas State. Also, the red flag there would be, all right, former first-round pick, why is he just available in the middle of the season to be signed? Yeah. What's the red flag? <laughs> tell, oh. him tell him you're happy to be in Minnesota. Yeah. So was he, okay, was he just a bad guy? Like, was he an idiot? Like, why, why was he not rosterable? You know, but he was so, so he was drafted. The Vikings loved him, and mm-hmm. he was taken before Percy in that 2009 draft. And he beat the Vikings a couple of times, I think. Yep. In, in fact, I think the year before he beat them in the Metrodome twice. He beat them his rookie year yeah. and then a Thursday night game. It, so he just fell apart. I mean, there must have been something behind the scenes as well, though. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was a was a weirdo. Uh, next question. Who led the team uh, in sex in the, for the 2013 Vikings? Wait, wait, okay, so what year talking. did Jared? What year did Jared almost break the record? That was when they were bad. I believe that was in 2011 because the that was the three and thirteen team, right? Because okay. didn't they close against Chicago and he, he was basically literally just running and he around. was basically in the backfield while the ball was fifty yards yeah. downfield. It was awesome. I want to say that was 2000. I think that was 2011. Okay. Um, so the guys that would have been in the mix, Brian Robinson would have been a starter by that point. Yes. He was never a big-time sack guy, but he would have maybe gotten you eight between was eight Was Ray and Edwards gone by then? I think so. Okay. I don't think he was. All right. I'm just trying to think of, I feel is like- there anyone other than Brian? Well, Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin was on the team, but I don't remember. To me, it's like Robinson and Griffin. Now, Griffin didn't, and I'm just talking here. Yep, talk. Griffin didn't break out, and did he not break out till Zimmer got here? You might be right on that. So he was taken in the fourth round in 2010. He had the off the field problems in 2010. He was—I don't remember if Leslie ever played him as much as Mike. I mean, because Mike started to play him a ton then. So who was if if he was wasn't Griffin getting enough bad? playing time? It was Robison Griffin, and then who would have been? Was was I guess Edwards? Well, was Jared, he still on the Jared team? Jared was still here, right? Inter- oh, okay, right? Uh, maybe it was right around the time where he would have been. Jared you- did not play for Zimmer. No, so this would have been the, the no. last year. And Jared, but Jared was so Jared was let go and signed with the Bears. In- he kind of was banged up with the Vikings too at the end, yeah. wasn't he? I feel like the only thing with Jared is I feel that it would be too obvious. So Robinson would have Robinson was a durable horse, and he would he would have just like. Yes. Grinded his way to nine sacks and, and or something. And he could get sacks, yeah. Yep. Um, I so would I say know. I would say it's I said I would say we should pick Robison or Griffin. I keep thinking Robison. Okay. I keep thinking Robison. Okay. Let's go so with it. Apologies if I'm wrong. Here. Okay. Brian Robison. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was second in sacks. <sighs> Did he have nine? He had nine. Oh, I mean, come on. Yeah. Way to celebrate a con- way yeah. to way to yeah. <laughs> nice silver medal, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, Ever- Everson Griffin, I guess maybe this was his first ten sack season. No, yeah, that's our that's our guess, right? Yeah, that's fine. Jared? Was it Jared? 
I feel like you wouldn't have given us Jared. You gonna go with Jared? Is that a final guess? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Okay. Jared Allen. Yeah. Jared Allen, 11 and a half sacks. Made you think about it too much. Come on, guys. Come on. I didn't. I honestly didn't know he was on the team still in 2013. 11 and a half sacks, actually. That, that was his last damn year. good year. At 31, okay. yeah. Yep. 16 games, started all games. Yeah. Not bad. Doing the cowboy thing. <laughs> all right, how many total touchdowns, rushing, receiving, and returning, did rookie Cordero Patterson have in 2013? Well, wasn't this the year that he had in the snow game against Baltimore? Yes, this was the snow game. Right? Yes. Game. I forgot about that game. Well, well, I mean, he had... I'm yeah, pretty sure he had like four or five as a receiver. He returned at least. Probably a, had like two, two or three, three as a returner. Yep. Seven. So maybe like seven or eight. And I, seven. Did, did he rush for? Did he get the ball? He he might have got. There might have been a jet sweep or something in, in there too. Yeah. Yeah. So like like four receiving five, four. Let's say five receiving one jet sweep for six and then a couple. Yeah. Let's say eight. Eight. Yep. Let's say eight. Eight. Need you to be exact here. Not going to give Is you any seven? window. Is it seven? Oh well, not, we're wrong. I'm not so giving you a window, but you, you can tell us the it answer. It was nine. It was nine. You were one off. Whoa! I feel like I feel like you not giving us eight when we were that close to well, something. I that said, I, no, this was an exact one. This was an exact one. I, I feel I wasn't, like I there was no, some no. like the club is breaking mm, down. No, That's pretty good. I no. mean, we, a lot of dissension in the locker room right good. now. I'm going to tell you that. No, no. I mean, I'm just not going to feel about this. I'm not going to feel bad about this. I feel good about this performance right now. Also told you the exact sack total of Brian Robinson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this I is do. a clinic Yeah, you're right a B-Rob historian. That's good. <laughs> the Vikings team, as a team, they led the NFL in this major statistic. What was it? They led the NFL in this major statistic in 2013. Okay, 2013. They led the NFL in this statistic. It's a so major so statistic. Peterson would have been... Peterson was... No, this was a big season. He came back and, hit yep. and, and played well. He had 2,000 yards, and, and then he came back rushing? and had like you think it was 13 or 1,400. Is that what you're thinking? Because there's no way that they led this league in anything to do with passing in 2013. Uh, the mm. defense was suspect. It was the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah, so yeah, so it was bad. you think it was rushing? Or do you think it was or, – or, or wait, wait, wait. I'm going to ask a question. Penalties? Penalties. I'm going to ask a question. Does this include special teams categories? No. Okay. Penalties. Ooh, yeah, the defense was bad. Rushing or penalties? Yeah. I'm trying to think on the rushing side. Like, they would have been behind in a lot of games. So they were throwing the ball probably more than they yeah. would have. I like and penalties because the defense was awful. So, yeah. All right, let's go defensive penalties. Or just penalties, yeah. Penalties. All right, is it a good or a bad statistic it's a good for statistic. the Vikings? So good might, statistic. Okay, so it might be. The only one that I would guess is, so he said it doesn't involve special teams, so it's not like kickoff or turn average or anything like that. Or, um, Was it yards per carry? I mean, did Peterson... Rushing? I don't know. Let's just go. Let's go. I don't think it was a total rushing because he went from 2,000 down to like 1,300. Yeah, he sucked. I would they still him. have? <laughs> he was terrible. Um, let's go yards per attempt. Oh, they were second in that. They were second in that. All right. Well, then maybe they were. Maybe it was total total rushing, rushing? yards. Yeah, go cool. rushing yards. Yeah. You guys, right, well, you guys are it? so you're in the exact vein. Rushing touchdowns. They led the league in rushing oh. touchdowns. You had attempts. You had yards. Rushing touchdowns. I've, Should have known. They didn't trust any of those quarterbacks. Matt Castle, Christian Ponder. I feel like Josh the specific Freeman. nature of today's questions have set us up to fail. You literally <laughs> said you pumped your chest after the first two, and then I gave mm-hmm. you two more, and now now you're complaining it's too difficult? I feel, I, Come look, on, Benil. We, we said rushing. I think the audience knows who's dominating this particular edition of Random Season Recall. The audience okay. knows what Mackie and Judd do with <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> Uh, uh, is it what you got? One more. I got one more. Yeah. How many times did the Vikings go to overtime that year? Well, they had a tie game. Well, at least at least Baltimore, once. right? 
The Baltimore game did, didn't it? It's overtime. Didn't the one in the snow? Yeah. So that's once the Green Bay tie, obviously, was a full. I think that was back in the 15-minute overtime days. Mm. Yeah, least, I don't. Uh, it's probably, um, you think about four? I'd say about, I'd say three or four, because if we remember two off the top of our head, there's going to be a couple we don't remember. Probably a couple more. Let's go, th- let, yeah, whatever your instinct is. Let's go with, um, let's go with four. It's got to be exact, by the way. This one yeah, be, of course it does. Is yeah, that okay? Yeah, if it's not exact. Right. No, it's not okay, but we'll talk about this later. Okay, four. No dinner for you. Was it three? Was it five? Did they go five times? Just two. Two? Yeah. <laughs> think about well, it. We nailed, we nailed the two games, and we yeah. were like, there's got to be two more, there, right? There's yeah. got to be more. Uh, the game against the there's Bengals. It's got to be. Did they even play the Bengals? <laughs> probably. If they played the Ravens, they probably played the Bengals. Anyways, hey, I'm, I'm happy with this performance. Okay. Random season recall here, 2013. A lot of shots on goal. We just ran into a hot goaltender. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us tomorrow. Write that down predictions and an accountability session. Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.